the chimney into my living room again I, I did it's my favorite mode of transportation i love it i love it when it's not december well, especially much if you've mastered the power of flu powder the then flu you powder. can transfer through chimneys at any time but what have you done with the reindeer well i've tr- i've turned them into charles donnellan <laughs> he's come with me he's back We're here to talk more theater. Let's talk about the Broadway World nominations and winners. And the winners, there are about 15 winners, all local people from our community, our lovely theater community, and we're going to talk about uh, the work that they have done this year. Because collectively, we've seen it all. We have seen it all. And we know it all. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Let's check it out. All righty. Let's talk about the winners of the Broadway World Best of 2017 poll, which we put it up for nominations. Anybody can nominate. So you nominate your favorites and then we curate them. So anybody who gets more than one essentially gets the nomination because we're kind of trying to weed out the self noms. Mm -hmm. But then everybody votes. We put it up on social media. I was wondering why my self nomination for best podcast co-host didn't make it. (laughs) Now I understand. Sorry, I do have one rule. You voted for yourself. I I voted for myself. I had to eliminate both of them (laughs) (laughs) based on the one rule of this. So then everybody votes and and it's a good time. So let's, uh, and we got a little bit of everything. So let's uh, just go through the list and then we'll talk about the pieces that we liked and everything that worked. So first for costume design, we have, and she won last year as well, Anne Bruise at UCSB. Mm. And she did a number of pieces this year. She did Lydia, she did Bernhardt, and she did the Caucasian Chalk Circle, which I think for me in terms of costuming was my favorite. Caucasian Chalk Mm -hmm. Circle costuming was amazing. So beautiful. You know, Maggie and I, Charles, are both all about the costumes. We're we're really on that. We noticed that. Yeah. It's like I feel like it's an under words happen while people are wearing clothes, you know. Right. And the clothes are really <laughs> right. they're they're giving the story. They are. I largely agree. Yeah, thank um, you. Certainly I resent any uh, production that has not gone to great lengths to do something intelligent and interesting and real with the costumes. Yeah. Not real in the sense of naturalistic, but just yeah. like it should look like you tried. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You yeah. know, I mean, this Definitely. is theater. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why it's theater, table have... reads and, and, and you know, uh, work in progress productions, mm. especially when people charge for them, really get oh. me a little angry because <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, you can't be taking ticket money from people and nobody's yeah. even dressed up. You're on a, yeah. you're looking at a script. That's <laughs> yeah. not cool. And even if you're going to have something like that, you know, make a choice to have everybody dress a certain way. Have everybody right. sure. in theme. It's not hard to tell everybody to wear a white t-shirt and then come up with a reason for it. Like if you're really pressed. And this is a really competitive category. Like, oh, yeah. you know, there's Absolutely. there's some stiff competition in this town. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I, me nobody is an amateur who comes to the If that you table. will. Yeah. I was away when Caucasian Chalk Circle was up, so I oh, missed right. it. Mm. But oh. tell me what was so special about those costumes. So I well, there were a million characters. Right. Right. That's yeah, a huge show. <laughs> and they all looked incredible. I loved the mask work. Yeah. Um, they had the so I guess the elite or the royals, I don't know what you want to call them, but mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. rich people. They had these very the interesting 1%. the one percenters had this these very interesting masks that looked 
metallic. I mean, they looked like met to me yeah. from the audience. It looked like a metal mask. And there's something about that that's dehumanizing right. and a little frightening. Uh, but I also, I just loved the way that they made everybody look very peasanty. But in a modern way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the richness of detail yes. in those costumes was stunning mm-hmm. because uh, I guess I couldn't help but imagine how many human hours of labor went into right. that execution mm-hmm. and to create a whole world with a co- uh, The set for that was also incredible. It was incredible. And the staging was lovely mm-hmm. as well. If but, I may uh, skip back to the yeah. first thing we talked about, one mm-hmm. of the great... Um, privileges of doing the story on the UCSB BFA program was getting to see Anne work mm. in rehearsal. Because what I didn't realize, I had the outsider's sort of naive notion that the costumes were basically done and that the actors didn't really need them until the show. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The costumes are constantly in flux. They're being worked on the whole time during the rehearsal. Mm. Anne's in the theater during mm. the rehearsals and she's watching and making adjustments in the exact same way that the actors and the director and the person doing the sound cues are. Mm. I saw her get up and fiddle with the coat of um, the actor who was playing um, the lead in View from the Bridge. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the thing is, is that she's, she is working hard all the way to the end until the opening night right. to get that thing the amazing dialed in way that she gets it Mm -hmm. and so that's coming back to what you were saying can't imagine the hours it's not even just the hours of producing those garments which i'm sure are considerable but there's also the costume person if they're good is thoroughly involved in the rehearsal process which is not something i was particularly aware of before watching rehearsal actually at ucsb watching erwin rehearse view from the bridge was a real eye-opener because i just had no idea how intricate Um, like how many lighting and sound cues that we're using in that show was oh, yeah. <laughs> off the hook. I mean, wow. You yeah, know, that's and, that's and always a thing see... tech people talk about. Like, oh, well, well in, I have 600 in, lighting cues in, in this. And then, and then yeah. all the tech people are like, oh, and everybody else, all the lay people are like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, whatever. Well, you don't know what it means <laughs> if you haven't seen them rehearse it because <laughs> right. you haven't seen Irwin look up and say, that was 15 mm-hmm. seconds and I said eight. Right. You know what I mean? And he can hear. Yeah. It's like a musician. He the is a musician. Is the, so, s- the stage, yeah. the studio, the whole, every aspect of that mm-hmm. of that room. Mm-hmm. And he notices all the little things. They all do. All the good ones do. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, you know, I can't remember the politics of it, but in the professional theater, the costume designers normally, because they're women, I think, um, they're expected to both design and execute. Oh. Yeah. Where... Be the seamstress as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's moving that way, and it's mm-hmm. it's still, you know, some some designers don't have to execute, but a lot of them are expected to, you know. Not it's a totally different skill set, frankly, to create the story through yeah. the clothing and the way that the clothing moves on stage, and to yeah. actually know how to sew a yeah, we don't know, a dart. expect we do not expect set designers to build, to build the, set. the set. We don't right, uh, but but there is an ex- so anyway, she did a great job. Yeah, yeah, and I really do think she has it too. I think costume design is one of those fields where um, it's not 
something that people are aware of or notice, mm -hmm. but I know from previous experience, especially, you know, knowing people in New York who work on Broadway and stuff, it's one of those, the ones who have it, have it so intensely mm -hmm. and are so much better than the other people that only a really small <laughs> handful of people, they work all the time. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. even worth, if you can get yeah, if you Kathy get Zuber, yeah. you're going to mm -hmm. get Kathy Zuber yeah. because she wins a Tony every year, you right. know? Right. And it's not just because she's always working, it's because she's on a different level. Yeah. yeah. And I think and and is one of those people. I mean, I think she really is one of those people who, like, she was born to do that. Yeah. She's got the heart for it. Yeah. Well, she also so nice. did. She, she also did Lydia, work. and she did Bernhard and Bruce did. Yes, I, I saw Lydia. I did not see Bernhard. Did you guys see Bernhard? I did. I yeah. What was the What was the wow. special? Did you see it? Oh man, yeah, it. it was not an enjoyable experience. Let's start there. I yeah. found it incredibly difficult. I'm pretty good. I feel like I have a like a, a strong butt. You know what I mean? I can sit. Yeah. A tolerance With the for best pain. Room, yeah, the <laughs> ass power to get through a long show. And that show had me squirming. Oh, no. And the costumes were a lot of it. Because the entire last act of that show was long. We're talking about 40 minutes, I think. The entire cast is dressed in blood-stained rags. Ooh. And they are all hooked up to IV bottles that are hanging from rolling IV stands, those metal uh, yeah. hook things yeah. that you see in the hospital. Oh, and one by one, they're hacking and coughing and spitting up blood and dying. <gasps> and it lasts 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> so that's part of what went into Bernhardt. Oh, and the language so is very difficult. It. That play was really, really harsh. Tough one. It was like, what can we do that's just going to make people really unhappy? Yeah, uh, uncomfortable. Essentially, uncomfortable. what it seemed to be. And you know, I met her, the playwright, and and she was lovely, and and she had a lot of interesting ideas. But I think in the end, the execution it was just too off-putting. And I rarely oh, say that's that. Interesting. But yeah. the but the especially this this final dance of death thing was just wow. It was hard, and I wanted to say horrible, but it was both. The horror. That's, I heard horror. that from sort of the community in general that it was a hard. It was. But hard I loved to Lydia. Watch. Yeah, uh, I loved. I liked Lydia too. I loved Lydia, in fact. And I, when I think about the costuming for Lydia, I feel like Lydia was one of those plays that had a couple of very important pieces mm -hmm. that were very recognizable, and and everything else was, you know, how well can you replicate the the era. Because it, it took place in the 70s. But yep. uh, like the jacket yeah. was such a... They had a leather jacket that was yeah. from Vietnam. And, and it was such an important piece for the characters, for the story. And and to really create that in such a beautiful way, I think, was was really impressive. Yeah. yeah. One thing about Lydia, coming back to, um, you know, liking and not liking things. I had a really hard time with about the first four or five minutes I don't know whether you remember this, but a character comes on and there's other characters who are on stage. And she did one of those things where a character walks around and says, oh, this is Maggie. Mm. She's going to be a real right. problem for me later in the day. And, <laughs> you know, and, 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 yeah. and that, you know, talking to the audience about the other characters mm -hmm. who are present and stuff like that. I was like, no, no, no. Don't. That <laughs> the, can't be. This play Ferris can't be Bueller. written that way. Yeah. You can't be. Oh, yeah. But then it wasn't. And <laughs> then it also had all these great twists. 
And that was just such one weird glitch at the beginning. So much of that play was uh, first person uh, from the point of view of, of Jasmine Bang, who was who's the actress who, who plays main character. And I don't know how else you would do it. I think that it fit well once you get into the the narration of the play, which a lot of it comes from from her talking. She's in a not in a coma, but she's like a, in a vegetative state. Yeah. So she can't really talk for herself. So having right. these moments where she comes and explains, I think that, but I don't know. I mean, how else would you do that? Was, introduce those characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I only know. saw I that in script, LA. Yeah. So I didn't oh, see oh, did the, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty heavy uh, twist in that show with yeah. the, uh, the dad, huh? Yeah. And Lydia. Oh, man. Was, there was a lot wow. in that show. That was, yeah. that was one of those shows <laughs> where it ended and I was like, oh man, I'm still like glued to my seat. <laughs> that was, yeah, it that was an the, ambitious show. The quality, you know, that, that like little piece of internet rhetoric where people say that happened. Right. <laughs> you know, that it was happened. one of those shows. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Hashtag then that yeah. happened. And then there was Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew East, amazing job yes. as always. Yeah. As applause, always, applause. definitely applause yeah, for Andrew East. She okay. does an, a great yeah. job. So we have a couple of winners from the Spotlight production of Rent. Yes. Now, Ooh. did you did you, not see it? You didn't did see, see Rent. No it rent. Only where ran. did it go up? So it went Center? up in July at Center Stage, but it at only ran like twice. Like I think they did two mm-hmm. on Saturday and maybe one on Sunday. So it was very much a like. Don't hit blink. it like a yeah. hit it and quit it sort of you know raw yeah. dog and bail of Santa Barbara theater, but I liked it. Like I didn't know what to expect going into it because it's all young kids. It's a lot of um, graduating seniors or kids who went away to college and came back and they're kind of hanging out in the summer and don't yeah. know what to do with themselves. Right. So they do a production of Rent, yes. and um, I thought they did a really good job with it. I thought, and uh, so a number, we have a number of winners from that. We have Jessica Kurtzman, who is the director Mm -hmm. and, you know, applause to her. She took like 20 19 year old kids and and organized them into rent. She herded them. She herded them. She herded the (laughs) actors into rent. Uh, We also have John Nathan, who was the music director. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a, it's a pretty intense show musically. So, Congrats. We also have that was actually voted best musical mm-hmm. for the year. Yes. And people love rent. Like yeah, I don't do. I mean we've discussed this a million times, but people we love have. rent. We always talk about yeah, rent. That's people what's gonna always love rent. Now I don't hear you in that I don't No, I, I, I do love rent. A, people no, love I do love, love rent. I do love rent. I do I do love rent. Like I, I thought do. you were saying other people. Some of my but best people friends including love rent. Maggie love rent. <laughs> People including Maggie love rent. Yeah. People including Maggie do not like Greece. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about it, <laughs> I just think that rent is like but the I'm gonna go answer on, to on, Greece. Um, I'm a person too. Uh, when, and, what do you and think? And I love rent. Oh, I do. Okay. Well, I actually love go. rent. And, and how do you feel about Greece? The thing I love most, I'll get to Greece, <laughs> um, about rent is how well it works with kids who are 18, 19, 20. Uh, I know. It's I think a it's the show yeah. that uh, kids that age should all do. Definitely. You know, because it's just, it's hard to mess up rent, actually. Yeah. Those songs are good. And, yeah. and the parts are very obvious, but they're very good, interesting parts. And it, it just works. I saw a production in the Funk Zone Seven oh, years ago, yeah. produ- production uh, Cameron Tarlow that's right. directed, um, and uh, and that was terrific. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That was a really good production. It was and that was like all a, kids, too. It was high yeah. school kids, too. And that was yeah. in like a, was like in the, like a, a storefront. It was where the, uh, the, the um, Mama Dog is now. It was in that building. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah I liked that. We have a natural level of vocal talent in this town. Yes, a definitely. Youth vocal talent, especially. Mm-hmm. It's like, where? <laughs> and we have good voice teachers, too. And that's <laughs> that, one of the reasons. That's mm-hmm. right. That's what's yeah. driving yeah, it. We've yeah. got Dory. We've got... Dory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miss oh uh at San Marcos what's what's that TB TB mm-hmm. right right she's into it yeah well the other winners from Rent we oh got... in Greece yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. Damn, Greece. not so much let's, let's just yeah I know so apropos of almost nothing whatsoever I, know, I don't even understand <laughs> no don't be careful you can I don't I don't, I don't hate on Greece I hate on Greece. I hate on Greece <laughs> big time. The entire concept is about the fact that, like, you're not good enough as a woman until you right. wear leather pants and you put out. Yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's that. The, that's the denouement. That's the whole concept. Stupid. Fucking stupid. What, I'm the one that you want? Is that really? Oh, the oh yeah. God. I just want to shoot everyone. Okay. You know what? <laughs> uh, <let's> validation <laughs> right there. <laughs> you want me. It does. It makes me angry. I, Okay, well, we also have Sean Montgomery, who did the scenic design for Rent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, right? Do you like that? That <laughs> was just it. smooth. Okay, smooth transition. Sean Montgomery. Sean Montgomery. Um, it was cool. He had uh, two big pieces of uh, multi-leveled scaffolding uh-huh. at angles. Ooh. And center stage is a, is a pretty small. small space. So it filled it up nicely, but it also gave everyone a nice, broad V space right up to the lighting line to, mm-hmm. to do all of the scenes. But there was also a lot of levels. People were hanging on the stuff. You know, yeah. they had the yeah. big the big kiss at the top. It was... So I think that he did a good job with a very simple concept. And I trust you on... Was it a good installation in center stage? Because if you don't know, <laughs> nobody, nobody knows. knows. <laughs> well, we also have what else did Rent? I'm win? happy to hear these names that I haven't heard before. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Some of these people, have these people I have worked not... in anything else here in town. So I think that Jessica Kurtzman. Most of the Rent, both design and mm-hmm. production team, are young. Yeah, the under 25 set. So right. I think that everyone there. Did are, they come out of the high schools? They came out of the high schools. Okay. They're now off in college, but they all came back they came and, back and kind this. of wanted to reunite. That's awesome. So I created. love that. Yeah. yeah. And it really was good. I mean, it was executed well. And the other winner from that is Naomi Fujita. Fu- I don't... Fujita. I So I met her and I just know her as Naomi. Uh, and she was the stage manager. Mm. And... I so I sat up in the booth and watched it because it was sold out and I couldn't get a ticket. So I was like, "Can I just sneak up to the booth?" And she was like, "You can't have your phone on. You can't talk, and you can't." Don't do the, talk. I was like, "No, no, no, I got yeah, it. It's yeah, fine." Yeah. And so I just sat and listened and watched. And she did a great. She was very, very nervous. Huh. A lot of cues. But once she got into it, she was into it, and she and she nailed it. And I mm. and I saw it twice, and she nailed it both times. And and I think that anybody who goes into something, even if it's something who they're like, ah, this is kind of maybe at or right above my level, and I'm going to stretch and make it happen. Yeah. And then they do. They just have the confidence and make it happen. Like I love yeah. that. So I'm I'm a fan of her. I will recommend her yeah. as a stage as manager a stage to anybody who needs yeah. somebody. So. Uh, can I just say stage managers are the most special people that you'll ever meet ever? Right? Right? Right. They're Correct. in that uh, category with I mean, the costume people where if you're really good, you just work forever. You're yeah. always working. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. They're the there's never, and the cherubim. It's like bands, you know, that everyone always needs a drummer. Right. Everyone right. always needs a good stage manager. Right. And yeah. nobody who's not a good stage manager is a good stage manager. Yeah. 
by accident or and, on the side. Right. And there's a, a huge thing. difference between being in a show that runs smoothly because your stage manager is great and being in a show where you have a stage manager who doesn't quite know what's going on. It's a mess always. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Every single, like without fail. Right. Get it, a good stage manager and you're, it does. From you the can audience, see you it can see on it. stage. Yeah. Oh, you can absolutely. feel it and the mm-hmm. timing is off. And people, I, I suppose audiences just, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast is very <laughs> aware of stage managers, but. Yes, that's probably you true. Know, yeah, if you're not aware of your stage manager, <sighs> buy your stage manager a cup of coffee because yeah. they deserve it. They need it. Well, it's nice that there's a category. They definitely need coffee. Well, that that was like, so my friend Katie Williams, who's our delightful <laughs> yes. stage manager, works all over town because she is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all of these sort of awards things that happen, she's like, it's all about the performers and, you know, maybe the designers, but we overlook the crew and the people who are there like moment to moment, like fixing stuff and moving stuff yeah. around. So we created a category because I thought, you know, she's right. You know, there are a lot of true. people who, you know, you never see them. You don't see them in the program yeah. even. But they're maybe, integral. But they are huge. So. Well, and it's the stage manager's um, focus mm-hmm. is their ability to stay in the moment. Their yeah. pre- present Right. And and their that, job that changes really so dramatically over the cor- over the lifetime a of a yeah. production. That's, yes, that's really that's quite interesting. Right. Yeah, and they but have they have to, be... to grow into the opening night absolutely. in a way that is yes. unique. I yeah, agree. yes, timing, the timing, everything. Yeah, their their communication ability with the the crew and the director mm-hmm. and and a quick fix. Because if something goes wrong, they have to have they're juggling all yeah, the time. Point, yeah, plan B, plan C, plan mm-hmm. D. Yeah. Yeah, so I nothing but respect for all of my yeah. stage managers cool. out there. So for best lighting design, mm. we have Vicky Scott also at UCSB yeah. for Lydia, and Vicky again, like she won it last year as well. Yeah. I think she does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I liked Lydia. I liked what she did with view from view from the bridge. Right, and that that space, which is a uh, arena. They did that in Arena, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a black box, but um, it, right. it's going to be... There is not much to the set. It's all kind of like dance lighting where it's created with those columns of light, yep. and you have to... That's why there are 8 million cues. And, and right. Yeah, lovely. Okay. Yeah, she does a good job. I also liked the fact that uh, she lit she lit FemFest... The Lit. first time when we did it at Dramatic <laughs> Women. And she called FemFest, which is my play, she called it a low-rent TED Talk. And I was like, I will take that. Oh. That's good, <laughs> Thank you, Vicky. Yeah. Thanks. I love you, Vicky. Sparkly. That's sparkly. Because I'll tell you something. We had TEDx Laguna Blanca School. Oh, I heard about yesterday. this. Yeah, how'd it go? And, uh, it was fantastic, actually. It was really good. One of the best events the school has ever done. But one thing, TED is not low-rent. Ooh, yeah, I don't even want to speculate about how much that show cost. Oh Production my. was incredible. Yeah, there were eight big trucks still on campus wow. today, the next wow. day, because they had so much stuff to take out of our gym. Really? So they did it in the trucks. in the gym? Yeah, but they completely transformed it. I wow. mean, they turned it into a you know you would set. Into a you would set. give a great TEDx talk. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Thank so. you. That's nice. I think so. Compliment. I think we all would, really. Yeah, uh, I don't guys. think I would. <laughs> oh, I think you absolutely um, would. Have you seen me on stage with a microphone in front of I've me? It's seen horrific. Fest 100% twice. of the time. Yeah, I wasn't in that. I wasn't <laughs> I was sitting in the back. 
I know, okay, but let's you just can not do even. It. Uh, You've got better things to do. Than okay, yeah, yeah, but still, <laughs> talk I, people. I remain convinced. <laughs> Most TED talks are not good. No, but, <laughs> but the ones that are ones are yes. very, very good. Well, speaking of on the verge for yes. best yes. non-musical play, just straight play, we have mm-hmm. at the table, which was directed by Kate Bergstrom as part of the On the Verge mm-hmm. Fest. Nice. Now, you Anna did not see it. I did you see it, Charles? I did. Yeah. Absolutely. What did you think? I liked it very much. Um, I did too. It's rare. That you see a play by a playwright that, you know, you've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. I think it might be the person's second or third play or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody that she found through her Brown grad school. Right. Um, but the point is that it was a fully thought out, thoroughly developed, night-long, two-act play. Real play. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also dealt with contemporary issues in a way that wasn't corny. Mm-hmm. They felt like the characters felt like people in their twenties, circa twenty seventeen. You know when it was done. It like it felt honest. It felt contemporary, and it worked. It actually worked as theater. It wasn't just like kind of a play or sort of a play. Right. It wasn't an airing of grievances. No, no. As it, done. it had actual. Uh, structure. It did. And what I loved about it was on a sort of technical direction level was there were all these conversations that happened that overlapped, but they over and people were walking in front of each other and around the entire thing was done, you know, in a living room. And so it was, it seemed very natural and you could follow all of the overlapping conversations so that the important pieces of dialogue were heard And yet you still have this very natural feeling of people talking over each other in a room. It's a party, this, that, and the other. Uh, That's that's a really good observation. That was one of the best things about it. They they, they were well-directed, and it was written in such a way that you could follow multiple streams. And, yeah, the the overlapping, the the kind of Robert Altman, Mm -hmm. you know, style of uh, more than one conversation happening at once, but you're not... You're not bothered by it because yeah, it didn't. It, it wasn't confusing. It, it wasn't. It was very clear. It was. It seemed very motivated. I felt that it was a very real piece. Good show for uh, Riley Barris too. Yeah, you know because definitely. I've seen her now every year do something mm-hmm. at On the Verge as an actress, and I think she's a great um, teacher over at San Marcos and a mm-hmm. good director, and really like what she's doing with that program. But you know, with these people like. Uh, um, Kate as well, but but Riley, I think of in particular, you know, you choose that career and then you're essentially, because she worked so hard to keep that job and to be that person at San Marcos, that there's no, she can't go down to LA and do a yeah. show. I mean, sure. that's just, she, she can't. Yeah, it's, but yeah. she could be in something that was plenty good enough for Los Angeles. Yeah. Here. Yeah. In the Community Arts Workshop, which is a shed mm-hmm. on Garden Street. It is not a theater. <laughs> It is a big, unconstructed. Yeah, it's just a big empty warehouse interior. space. Yeah. All the world's a stage. All the no, world's a no stage. No baffling. No walls. Nothing. Yeah, I just really liked that piece. I thought they did a great job with it. I thought that it it brought a lot of uh, performers uh, onto the stage and into the spotlight yeah. who maybe don't necessarily get those really juicy King Lear roles or whatever because they're twenty five or twenty eight or whatever. Yeah, and and a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It was just a really good script. <laughs> or they're people of color. Whatever. Yeah, the script was great. Well written, well directed. Bravo, Kate. And and a show that, you know, the thing about the script was that 
it was a show that you didn't have to be really into theater and following like right. whatever's happening, the latest. You didn't have to know anything to still mm. like that show. Nice. Yeah. It wasn't avant-garde in any structural sense. It was just Yeah, it was well accessible. Made. It yeah. was accessible and yeah. yeah, really well done. So Bravo Kate, Bravo and on funny. the verge. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, they bring good they bring good work. Well, community theater of the year was UCSB. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. I think that they bring interesting work. I think that they cast great people. I think that they uh, really ride the line between work that is entertaining and really yeah. grabs the audience, but also work that is important within the theatrical lexicon and important within the social lexicon. I think that they do a good job of, of not just yeah. really relying super hard on you know, stuff that's way academic or stuff that's right. just really, really right. accessible because it fills right. seats or whatever. Right. And they right. operate under such intense constraints. I mean, uh, did I? Did you see Lear? Yeah. She did. I missed it. Um, Lear was interesting because those Naked Shakes productions, mm-hmm. half the people have, some of them have never been on stage yeah, before. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. It's a mm-hmm. class. So cool. Yeah. And he has to use every person who takes that class. So... What they ended up doing was they did two full casts. No, and incredible. Iron Man Brian Harwell was weird <laughs> both, which means that not only did he have to perform, but he had to rehearse both casts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many times did he have to do Lear? It boggles the mind. He's a glutton for such punishment, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, he was in his element for sure. We've really we've time. turned here on the podcast. We've turned Lear. We've in, leered. So we turn, we've turned hard. it into a verb. Like yeah, we've leered. You leer. Is a verb. I leer. You leer. I leered. We leer. Yeah, so and Brian we're looking Harwell. forward to the Rubicon layer. That's right, the Rubicon. And then layer. I wasn't even on top of this, but you know, the big read at the yeah through the, the library, library was the Lear novel. That's right, Station so Eleven. Station. I mean, there was Lear everywhere. Lear is everywhere, and and that Lear was is a ubiquitous Lear. throughout the community. <laughs> I, I wrote a like review Elvis. of the Lear, beca- and I like loved it. It's it's uh, the thing that. Charles was just describing it's it's nakedness or it's it's mm. the the you know the, the mimicry of the constraints that Shakespeare himself dealt with in his theater mm. where you know you just don't ha- you don't get the 19th century theater with all its scenic facade. No, the words have to do the work. Yeah, yeah. that's, I like that's it. how that is. Yeah. I like it. The poetry. <laughs> Bring it on. So congratulations, UCSB. Yay. You do great yeah. work. You've and done great work for years. <laughs> because we, we haven't yet, and it is a big piece of it. I don't always love the launch pad shows. Ah, okay. They've been hit and miss, mm-hmm. but it's really important that they have that program. I love the fact that they have it. That's very, um, because it's so cool. the people they bring in really are good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is so rare to see a work in progress that doesn't yeah. suck. Mm-hmm. At least in my experience, like yeah. if you see a work in progress nine out of ten times, you're just like, no, yeah, it's in <laughs> progress for a reason. <laughs> don't, but it's don't, also, I think, so important to bring on. that uh, the idea of the work in progress to the public because so many people, I think, just think, well, there's theater and you rehearse it and then you make it and then it's it's done. Mm-hmm. But it's so much of the theatrical process comes way before it goes on stage, the writing of it, the creation of it. 
So I think it's great that they have that they have this work in progress yeah, that goes I, up on stage. I'm Rivers. gonna say Launchpad is great. There's nothing wrong with Launchpad, but but I I think I value just you know. <laughs> Just write your play, have it be the way you want yep. it to be when it goes on stage, and then that's your play. But what if you I don't know? That. What if you're wrong? Well, then you have a poverty of imagination. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I almost never see plays that I read. I mean, you know what I mean? But do you disagree with the idea that you can put a play up on stage and see things in the performance of it that need to be changed that you yes. would not see <laughs> from just writing it? From one angle, do for I sure. Do. And the angle you're describing, which is from the point of view of playwriting as a solitary activity, it is kind of like, yeah, come on, get it together. Just write your goddamn play. <laughs> but I do think they do it for the students yeah. sure. to give them that kind of experience. Sure. And I did talk to Risa, and of course she has every you know instance of the launch pad helping some alum to mm-hmm. handle some situation that they ran into later on, like on a mental index card that mm-hmm. she's ready to put out. <laughs> but but the thing is, is it is a good type of experience, yeah. especially for people who end up in um, scripted television and things like that. Uh, yeah. Because getting new pages and having to do them the next day is a total reality right now. Yeah. In yeah. all these Netflix shows Content. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Make and it so this is actually really good for them in terms of their professional uh, development. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So just write your final draft. Just, that's, yeah, just start with that's the final draft. That's all I want to read. You, you yeah. That's done, all I want to see. Have you ever done the Ojai, though? That's an interesting one. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, I haven't that's either. Fine. We you, should you do both that. should go to the show. Yeah, we go should go. Show. When is it? It's in August. It's, it's always August. the first it's two weeks in August. The hottest months, you know, the uh, you hot know time. But you know what we should do is the oh, first week in August, we should do mutton busting. And then the second week in August, we'll do the play festival. Except I think... I think the location, the Besson Hills School, may have burned. <gasps> oh my goodness! Oh no! Well, that's yeah. sad. But they'll 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 pull something together. Yeah, right. We'll um, have to do it in your home, Anna. It's mm-hmm. really good, definitely. And it's a really interesting group of people. You yeah. know, it's definitely um, it's not the Santa Barbara crowd. It's it's mm. a it's a national international. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, it's uh, but it's cool. Yeah, let's definitely do that. I like it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Put it we'll on bring our sheep up there. Do a, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Do a remote podcast. That's right. And we wanted to touch on some plays we're excited about seeing soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we done with our Broadway world? Oh, wait, oh, got, oh no. Wait, sorry. Hold on. We got like three more. Oh, I'm sorry. So first of all, performance in a musical, Katie Moya, Lizzie Borden from oh, Out of the Box. It. Nice. That Lizzie was incredible. Was fantastic. She was fantastic. The entire cast, there were four women. They were all fantastic. They all they You know, all I was chomping at the bit to dramaturg that because I'm obsessed with Lizzie Borden. Why didn't you? Well, I just I just sent her, uh, Sam, these like random articles about Lizzie Borden, and See, I was like, "You, you know, there's a big feature so film great. in post-production. Right? Oh, is there? No, I yep. didn't. Who's Liz, who plays Lizzie Go Borden? On IMDb. I'm not going to come up with all the details, okay. but oh, okay. but it's a big Hollywood film. Oh, Lizzie. it's a great story. It's, she is a fascinating person. Talk about me too. And it's somebody. Oh Lizzie is somebody you'd recognize, and so is the lover, the the, yeah. the maid. Her, mm, right. They're all. It's all famous people. Yeah. I want to yeah. say it's. Chloe Sevigny and Kristen mm. Stewart. Thank you oh. very much. I just remembered. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's a pretty good cast. Uh, we we hot. like Kristen right? Stewart. Yeah, and I do. Are yeah. you kidding me? She has the best resting. And bitch apparently, face. they have some pretty good scenes. Okay. Together. Okay. Right. I'll pencil right. that in. Yeah, definitely with my movie pass. Just let's go see it. I know. Sponsored by <laughs> movie sponsored pass. Sponsored by movie pass. So next, <laughs> we have best performance in a straight play. 
Tiffany Story. Ah, yes. One Man, Two Governors. Your thoughts. Uh, Well, Tiffany, I mean. Tiffany. If, 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 if (laughs) Tiffany doesn't win this every year, I don't, you know, I don't get it. (laughs) She's so entertaining. (sighs) For such a tiny person, she's so (laughs) large on stage. She is. She's got a great voice. She's got a great manner. She is this uh, soubrette, you know, this, this sort of the, the servant who is three steps ahead of everyone else. I mean, she's born to play that. So truth. And I like that show. That was a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was a little long for me. I was like, wow. There were things that didn't work. Three hours. But it was fun. (laughs) But it was fun. There were some good bits. There were some good bits. So the next one, Beth's performance in a youth production Mm. is uh, one that harkens from your neck of the woods at Laguna Blanca. Picnic. Yeah. Camila La Mer. Yeah, this is so nice. Um, I know Camila well, so I'm, you know, full disclosure on that. Uh, I've been her teacher and I work at the school. Uh, but I saw her. She was terrific in this. And I was, Dana, who directed it, was Dana Caldwell, was really gratified. And as am I, and as mm-hmm. I'm sure is Camila, um, because it wasn't a lead and it mm-hmm. wasn't at one of the big high schools. Yeah. And that's really unusual. I mean, we're a small school. That's yeah. a group of, you know. I mean, the total number of kids that she has to draw from, it's way less than 100 kids that she can oh, even really? pick at all. Yeah. No, and that's not the total uh, enrollment in enrollment, the school. But we're talking but, about, but like, who could it possibly be act? in the show? Yeah. Yeah. And, the and show. she is very um, uh, exciting to watch. She really, you know, there's this great moment that you see in young actors where they have a role that's funny mm-hmm. and that has lines that are jokes or whatever but then they have this realization i've seen it a couple of times and definitely with camila where they're on stage and they realize that apart from the lines that are funny they can just be funny because they're on stage Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so they can get laughs from From the expression on their face and from their attitude and from how they react to other people and once that starts happening that's where great performers are born, I think. Definitely. It's that It's that realization that the material is good, but I'm funny too, and here we go. And she really had that in uh, Picnic. Um, she played a very over-the-top uh, spinster who essentially, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, twists the arm of her longtime uh, suitor and ends up telling him, like, you're going to ask me to marry me, and that's yeah. just what you're going to do. And it's, and it, it required a lot of, uh, you know, it wasn't it was an unusual role for a kid. Yeah, yeah I know, love a seventeen-year-old spinster. But mm-hmm. she was totally convincing. And then she was just in uh, Rumors, the Neil Simon mm. farce, and she was terrific in that too. So, uh, and it's great. And she wants to be a film director. She's got a wow. film in ten, ten, ten this year. She did it last year too. I don't cool. think she won last year, but she's she's good. She's good. And, yeah, it uh, sounds like she's got she's a talented her. Kid. Finger yeah. on the pulse there. Yeah, it's she, nice for her. She began performing in her church. Um, like she goes to one of those churches where they have kind of a band, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, kind of yeah, a gospel yeah. type uh-huh. of a church thing. And she wrote a hilarious essay about all the weird people that have been through the church group <laughs> that she sings in <laughs> over the years because they come and go, you, you know? Sure? And like they get a guy who plays bass for a while, but then, you know, he runs off with. Somebody else's <gasps> wife and different things happen. And, <laughs> and she just read a beautiful, drama. beautiful nonfiction piece about weirdos. What did she call it? <laughs> yeah. 
Randos, 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 Randos yeah. at church. That's what I believe say. is the title of the piece. <laughs> That's a lovely. hashtag but that it will was, go viral. <laughs> hashtag it Randos really, at church. It, it showed where she's coming from as a performer, which is that. Yeah. She's been doing this since she was a little kid, singing. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hey, that's how yeah, that's, Katy Perry that's got part big. of how it comes right? about, too. Yeah, yeah. So watch for her. She's, yeah, yeah at Laguna Blanca now, but uh, probably moving on to. Oh, some and you know what she's going to be in this spring. Oh, tell me. What? What's happening? Uh, you're going to be really upset with me when you oh, find out. No. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. It's what? Greece. Don't it's say Greece. She's Rizzo or for something. For God's sake. Right? <laughs> Is there Unless a she's in Danny Zuko, I don't want to hear about it. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. We Ooh. thought that the best way to do Grease would be to have no female characters, but only blow-up dolls. And the men just bring on the blow-up dolls and just, they do the whole, anyway. Olivia it would be more truthful yeah, that way. It would be more truthful that way. So wait, what have is guys, coming up at Laguna Blanca? Uh, Grease, sorry. <laughs> Seriously, it is. Everyone, okay, wish, real, wish no, no, get out. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh no. wait, do we need an intervention for this town? <laughs> what is happening? Why is Sage everyone doing brush? Grease? <laughs> what? What kind of... Yeah. Like, did Grease... What like, happened? Did we make a deal with a Grease devil? <sighs> everyone is doing Grease, it's and it's such like, a terrible piece. Who else is doing piece. it? SBCC. Uh, SBCC. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah I have a I feeling all that. of this is being cut. This whole Grease section <laughs> is going to be... Have, it's have not making it. The production of... <laughs> Streetcar Named Desire at Nothing Boston will be cut. Court. That's coming up. At where? At where? B- Boston Court. You know that theater in Pasadena? Oh, yeah. It's an equity okay. theater. It's a good theater. Oh, yeah. no. Black Stanley Kowalski. Yeah. Ooh. No. I, I, have, oh. I have an acquaintance in <gasps> that show. In, oh, that. Yeah. I feel yeah, I think like she's that will... Not Stella, but she's like the friend or something. We should go see yeah. that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah tra- let's traditional see Blanche that. and then everything else is cast in some slanted weird place. Well, you Against. know, oh, that's I think interesting. Tennessee Williams has an understudied representation of the African American in his texts. Mm. Huh? Or non rep I mean rep in the in the kind of peripheral space mm-hmm. of Southern society, underpinning the existence of these aristocratic characters like Blanche, you know, there's the kind of the racialized other. Yeah, sure. And honestly, yeah. I guess they had me at Black Stanley Kowalski. I was like, I'm in. Dude, <laughs> done. There. Yeah, there. Sold. Got to do it. No, I have a friend in that show, so. That's oh, cool. That's yeah, we should definitely yeah. go see that. Are we, we're going to talk about things that are coming up here? We've got one more. Oh, okay. One it more. is oh, Taylor Tours from Mr. Burns. Oh, She's yes. the redhead. She was also yeah. in Caucasian Shock Circle. She was the I lead remember there. Her. Yeah. Um, I, again, I loved Mr. Burns. I thought that it was a great, and she was very cute, like in terms of the fact that she could act, she could sing. Mm-hmm. That show she did demanded all that. Yeah, she did a lot. She had the big headpiece on. Uh, she really like held the audience. And that was a kooky, funny show, amazing yeah. show. I mean, yeah. I thought the actor who played Mr. Burns, right, was like Un- jaw dropping, like unforgettable. Good. Like, whoa, I know, whoa. Well, where- he's BFA, so we'll be seeing a lot of him. I'm not sure he is in the BFA. What? No, really? yeah. no, I think he was like a just a rando, rando, a rando, a rando, a rando, a rando. <laughs> but. Um, the actor who who did win the Broadway award for that was very very good. Yeah, yeah, and yay. I thought she did a great job in, in uh, Caucasian Jump yes, Circle as well. Absolutely. I mean, she had to carry that baby That's around. A totally and... different kind of show. So. Yeah, <laughs> yes, awesome. Yeah. So. so that's the Broadway World Awards. Yay, Thank you guys Broadway for World. weighing in. And yes. let's let's talk about what's coming up. Yes, what's coming up? 
um, shows are coming up. <laughs> so I mean, I'm looking forward to The Crucible in Santa Maria. Yes. I'm check that oh, yeah. out. I'm Very excited good. about that. I'm excited about World of Extreme Thank Happiness. Thank you for reminding us of PCPA in yes. Santa Maria. That's yes, important right. to keep yes. those folks in mind. It's yeah. right up there. 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, so City of Conversation. That's yes. right. That's going to be is really looks good. It looks yeah. good. You know, yeah, you don't Joe. know until you get there. Sure. Who, any, things can go wrong. But, it's the theater. Uh, but both, it can always go wrong. <laughs> we have both talked to both Sharon, Sharon and Sharon Meredith. and Meredith Baxter. Mm-hmm, who are starring in this show. Yep. And I was really impressed by how fired up these two women were they were to do this show. very into, into it, it. Yeah. they were very into it and they were very into the idea of being strong female characters yeah. in this show and really expressing that space it's got it's not a me too show but it's got a of the moment quality definitely to definitely and i think so it's it's a older liberal crowd yeah. with a younger conservative crowd that comes in so it's a little bit reversive i think what our modern of our reality what we have here yeah. but um but i think it's an interesting idea yeah. i'm really excited about it and they both yeah. said that you know it's a very talky wordy very quick conversational play right. and that that was a little bit intimidating but, the reviews of the you know, lincoln original. center production yeah. are uniformly positive i watched a little clip of jan maxwell as the lead mm-hmm. um, that the New York Times put on their website that didn't work for me, but that's a okay. little clip that didn't work for me. So uh, things is, but mm-hmm. then once I talked to Sharon, who's playing that role, mm-hmm. um, I forgot about it because I was like, you know what? I, I want to see this woman do this part. Okay. But um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's got a direct sort of application to the present moment because it's mm-hmm. about the, yeah. destruction of civilized discourse in politics it's about the willful disregard of all you know values in terms of uh, you know wanting to understand and appreciate other people it's it's it's, mm. it's is that happening now directly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that a thing that we can all relate to yeah well yeah. and also because i know you've got the the, the podcast <laughs> license to uh to curse, I'm going to say it yeah. seems like it's kind of got a undercurrent of fuck you, Ivanka, going on. Oh, really like. you know what I mean? Interesting. Isn't that the <gasps> the rivalry is between the mom and the daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law right. is the ambitious young Republican operator oh, who that's shanks fun. the mother-in-law at Ooh. some point in some way that's super painful. I cannot wait for this. Yeah. That's running at Ensemble, opening on the 10th and Correct. running for the next yeah. three weeks. Yep. So that'll be, so be from the 10th through the end of February. That's going to be right. great. Definitely right. get your tickets for that. That's going to be good. And, and uh, Brian's still doing uh, Buyer and Seller at Rubicon. That's right. Which I haven't seen yet, but I'm excited to see. Right. Buyer and Seller. Yeah. If you yes. can make it down to Ventura now that the freeway is open, yep. definitely check out yep. Buyer and Seller. It's a, it's a one-person show, right? Yes. Now, you more do not believe. Oh, more than one character. Okay. So we're safe that it's theater. Anna does I, not believe that one person shows I have opinions about one person shows. <laughs> but I you think f- Brian does do Barbara Streisand in the show to some extent. So God, well, I'm worth the like drive right there. Yeah, worth the drive right there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up. 
so much good stuff. I feel Anything like we're else? forgetting something. Yes, I feel uh, like we're forgetting something. Theater group Shoot. at City College is doing. Oh, um, 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 uh, traversing doors or yes. or communicating doors. Yes, communicating yes. doors. That's it. Exactly. Yes, that'll Katie be, is directing. Katie's yeah. directing. I'm going to talk to her next week. I'm excited oh, about that show for for her and for them. I hope that it's good. And um, World of Extreme Happiness. World of Extreme Happiness at oh. UCSB. Opening on the 16th. With a director, I forget his name. Daniel Stein. Okay, thank Ooh, you. I like Daniel Stein a lot. Yeah, we don't know him. Story. He's new, but he is he's super cool. He's super interesting. Oh, awesome. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a world-class mime. <gasps> with what? French training. Oh, my God. But he's a super Gosh. nice, really funny, really interesting guy. We'll have to have Is him he on. in the theater department? Or? He's in the theater department. Okay, he, okay. He, they, they, they brought him in um, to, like, cover when somebody was unavailable. Mm-hmm. And then the students just were like, we have to have this guy. We have to have oh, this guy. Oh, great. And so awesome. they Maybe actually got him and brought him in from Yeah, let's else. find him. But he's been at Juilliard. He's been at a bunch of places. He's got, he's got his own whole system of teaching cool. movement. And he's a oh, movement good. guy. Yeah. And, um, As a mime, yeah. he must be. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's super. I really like talking to him. Oh, he's I can't funny, wait. And he's he's experienced. He's been he's been around. He's seen a lot. Great. And what about the Daffy Dame too? That's coming oh, the Daffy well. Dame. That's coming up. Is that in March or is that in April? That's the no, launch pad. I think it's March. Oh, okay. That's the launch pad show. Yeah. Okay. And I think the launch pad show. It seems like is it the launch pad show? Because I think the woman who wrote it is she faculty now. Is she their I new think, hire in playwriting? I think so, I think yes. She is, yeah. But I think that they were planning on doing it maybe before that because I've right. heard rumors of this oh, for a while. Oh, it might have gotten kicked back a little bit. Yeah, it may are. have been just booted, but they're going to do it now. Um, so. John Blundell, they have uh, postponed oh, the yeah. production of <sighs> Doll's House Doll's to Doll's next House September, yeah, which is unfortunate, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, you know? I'm September looking forward will to come. that. And he is doing uh, Deflator Mouse. Ooh, that's the, right. With the Westmont kids at the New Vic, which is pretty cool. That's going to be cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Be really cool. I love it when the New Vic allows other groups to come and do theater. I know, to utilize that beautiful space. And okay, it's an opera. So <laughs> it's not actually <laughs> letting somebody else do a play there. But they've they've done but, yes. this, uh, Blundell and, and Westmont has done this sort of thing before where they take, you know, a, an opera or a musical uh-huh. piece and they, you know, they kind of combine and, and well, they did a great these. Pirates of Penzance. That was a really That's good right. production. Yeah, yeah. So that they be won a big prize for that. Oh, did they? They won a Kennedy Center Ooh, award wow. for that thing. Fancy um, for the fancy. production, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Flater Mash should be fun. He's 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 a good director of that kind of thing, and yeah. the costumes and the especially the the movement. I think he gets a lot from Vicky mm. in yeah. terms of uh, ideas and coaching on that sure. because the movement is always so interesting in those shows. Yeah, nice. Definitely. Nice. Awesome. Well, I think we've covered it. I think yeah. that's everything Charles, that's coming up. Thank I you so much. Elevating our thank discourse. You. I know. This is the smartest we've sounded mm, in well. a while. <laughs> in a while. <laughs> well, we sounded super dumb last week. Yeah, we so did. apologies we, to yeah. everyone. No, listened. it was my birthday. We celebrated by drinking too much. <laughs> that's not going on the pod. No, it's not. Pause <laughs> and <laughs> cut that. <laughs> But okay, we well, have you. no birthdays. This was delightful. I was very uh, um, happy to be here. It's great, Charles. Thanks yeah, for coming. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. Always. I mean, anytime. Yeah. Right. Because anytime you want to talk, I'm theater. around. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm out there. Yeah. Excellent. We will find you. I'm in the seats somewhere <laughs> from the row. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.
me. Well, Anna, that was enlightening. It was. This has been a sprint. It has. And also a marathon. Yeah. The same time. (laughs) (laughs) So... Thank you to Miles Austin for our music. And to David Paris, our producer. See you next time. Bye.